On this episode of Free Range Tales Podcast, we took the show on the road and were fortunate to catch up with Captain Bly of Captain Bly Spear Guns and Lineage Charters. During this episode, we discuss hunting, spearfishing, and not just harvesting, but the passion for the process. Captain Bly is a top-notched gun builder, boat captain, hunter, and friend. Thank you again, Captain Bly, for your time, and we hope you all enjoy. And we are back on the Free Range Tales. With me, as always, my homie, Adrian Lozano. How's it going, Jay? Doing good, man. Excited for today. I'm super excited. Super excited. This one's been on the burner for a while. Yeah, man. We're back uh, of our minds. Took took the show on the road a little bit, and we are kind of in the belly of the beast right now. Yep. Um, with a good friend and someone we're excited to talk to today, owner and founder of Captain Bly Spear Guns, and also owner and founder of Lineage Charters, Mr. Captain Bly, how you doing? How you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having us down here in your uh, in your the, in your shop. How's the sawdust smell? It's great. It's great. Great. Great ambiance. We're loving it. So, yeah. one of the things we always like to start off with is kind of like you know origin stories, how you got started, and kind of hunting, fishing, kind of the whole thing. I know you're a big part time of it. Out, time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. <laughs> I always skip right past. I, I always like it. speed right through that I soft side, man. But That's you always catch cue. it. So, but uh, yeah, man, we're just you know one of the things that really interested. You've been in the industry for a really long time, and so one of the things that always interests me is how people get into these activities. And you know, is it like born and bred, like you were in it, and like you know, how how'd you kind of start out? Well, my grandfather was a commercial fisherman for forty five years, and I've been on the water my whole life. Um, started pinheading on sport fishing boats at age 10 um started working weekends and summers at age 12 decided to leave high school at uh 15 Mm -hmm. go work on commercial fishing boats and sport boats i don't regret that at all uh so i've always (laughs) been fishing surfing um you know back in the early 80s you know we were we were just going to La Jolla, Point Loma, grabbing abalone lobster back when it was still legal down here. Um, then kind of got out of it for a while. And and um, I'd say God, probably about 93, that's when I got back into diving hardcore, you know. And then um, started making guns about 20 years ago just because I uh, didn't really like what I was shooting, huh? Everything so, else on, on so the market, just out of necessity, like well, wow. that, uh, yeah, yeah. And then I grew up. My stepfather was a woodworker, so okay. I, I grew up, you know, working with him and his shop, his shop, yeah, and learning this stuff. And then I'm like, all right, yeah, so, I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. And then, what, what, so your grandfather was a, a commercial uh, fisherman, but what got you into diving? It's like that's pretty specific. Well, I mean, as a kid, I would always go out with a three prong. Okay, okay. You know, and, shoot whatever <laughs> and you know after, after you fish for years you're kind of like man what's under the water yeah i want to see this stuff and then you know i see a guy spearfishing going oh wow okay and then you know kind of just steamrolled from there to yeah. god it's been a passion of mine now for time flies but yeah like 25 <laughs> years that's been crazy awesome you know so um 
Yeah. Wow, time flies. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been making spear guns for a long time. Well, I started out, you know, I'd make one and it would just be for myself. Yeah. And, you know, then it was crap and then I'd start over again. Oh, okay. And then, you know, then it progressed into making all my own guns and then making guns for friends. Yeah. And then I was real hesitant to sell guns. I, I've only been really selling guns for maybe eight, nine years. Oh, okay. Like actually like kind of offering them to the public. Um, I think that's the biggest downfall right now. There's so many people that have just popped up that are so-called expert, you know, spear gun builders or whatever. And, you know, they, I would, I would just tell them build them for years for yourself and your friends before you, you know, cause when you hand somebody a spear gun, you don't know what they're going to do with it. Right. Right. You know how they're going to treat it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's just like a rifle, you know, people say, well, where's the safety on the gun? The safety <laughs> is your finger. Right. You don't walk around bird hunt, quail hunting with your, yeah, with your gun unloaded. Yeah. Granted yeah. you have good mechanics or mechanisms that actually will hold the strength and, mm -hmm. and, and the resistance of the, yeah. Yeah. You know, you but any that, spear but gun, your, if you drop yeah. it hard on the deck can go off. Yeah. yeah. It's it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, do just doesn't matter what, you know what it is treat so, it like it's a loaded firearm exactly. exactly yeah you know so on the charter boat i have people most of the time hop in the water load their guns then we pass them out you know pass them back onto the boat because if you're loading a gun out of the water and it misfires it's a lot of energy yeah so about oh god 15 16 years ago bill kiddo who used to build a lot of spear guns uh -huh. um he's an aerospace engineer um we were testing out one of his mechanisms. I was loading it out of the water. We were in La Jolla hunting sea bass and I had it on a five band gun. And when I went and loaded the fifth band, the thing misfired in oh. my gut. And, uh, you know, back then I was a lot better shape, but still, still. It, <laughs> it hurt. Oh, it hurt. I mean, you know, Garo hatch had one two years ago, go off and tear an artery in his stomach. Oh Jesus. My gosh, man. You know, so um, that's unreal. You, you know, da dangerous yeah. out of out of the water. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. even in the water, sure. But um, yeah, I mean, treat it like it's a live live gun. So that's, that's crazy. That's yeah. super heavy stories. Like it, you know. You think about the the rich history down here in San Diego, and you were kind of a part of it. You know, yeah. coming up and yeah. and so many like mentors and people in the game down here that. You know, whether it be fishing, surfing, and then obviously spearfishing as well. And uh, it's pretty cool that you were like, like you said, you've been doing it forever down here. And, and there's so many people that are. My biggest thing that I would tell most free divers is learn how to fish. Because if you learn how to fish, you, you know, then you know how to read the water two different ways. The best spearfishing people I know generally usually know how to fish too. Yeah. Because it's, it's the key in spearfishing is knowing how to set up on a spot and knowing where to look for fish, whether it's sea bass, grouper, pargo, whatever. Yeah. If you know, I mean, a lot of people just go drop, drop the hook and, and swim around. Right. It's kind of aim, you know, and, right. And just, I don't know where I'm going. I don't you know. <laughs> just looking around. Not reading currents or any of that. Exactly. So, you know, learn your electronics because, just your electronics can tell you on a high spot which way the current's coming. If the bait's stacked up on this side, the bait's always up current 
You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a key. Yeah. You got San Clemente and there's, you know, high spots and you meet her around and you go, okay, I know the current's coming from the West or it's coming from the South because the bait is stacked up on that side. Gotcha. And that's how, you know, fishermen, they drive over a spot, they meter it, whether it's side scan sonar, up and down, whatever. They see where the bait is, you know, and then when you're fishing, you might be 200 feet in front of that high spot because you're soaking baits back right. to there. It. Diving, you're going to want to anchor down current. Right. On the backside, swim up current. That way, after you shoot a fish, you just drift right back, back to the, the boat. Not, you know, so crazy. You anchor up current and then you're back here and then you're fighting the current battle all the know. way back. Right. So, and you don't want to do that with you know, fish, <laughs> right? So, excellent. That's some, uh, that's in, some, some beta mean, right super there. Valuable information right there. <laughs> no, I mean, and, it, and it takes time to, young to learn those things. Out there. It takes time. You know, a lot of people they start out, you know, shore diving and just kind of going out at the local spot, going down to the beach, and they swim right off the beach. And maybe there's some rocks out there, and they're kind of just poking around. And you know, it, it takes so much time to learn all that stuff. It's the it's, foundation. It's, it's crazy. Well, it, it, it is. Yeah. And shore diving is is the hardest because you can't really read the water, so right. to speak. Right. I mean, you can kind of tell maybe from the cliffs or the beach of, oh, okay, the current's out of the northwest, it's out of the southwest. But it's it's not that easy because right. you might have a surface current and then down below the current's going a different way. Right. Totally. You know, and you're swimming a mile off the beach <laughs> to the kelp. Right. And they're and it doesn't matter until you get eyes on in the water. You don't know what visibility is going to be like, you know, yeah, it's, it's true. it completely changes everything again. And, uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean, fishing's been, you know, like I said, a part of my life Yeah. since I was old enough to cast a rod. Yeah. I learned how to cast on a, you know, conventional reel with cotton colored, different colored line where the handle turned. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, people yeah. are like, how, how can you cast that rod like that? You know, at age 13, I was throwing a nine foot jig stick. Oh my God. You know, so that's, you know, that's how I learned. Yeah. And, you know, you don't pick it up overnight. I mean, it took years to be able to throw a nine, 10 foot jig stick properly. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. But every time I go diving, I've got my jig stick with me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I noticed on your Instagram, uh, you know, when you you go live a lot, and uh, and just on your your page, you'll post videos and stuff. You have a, a full set of hook and line, you know. Well, a lot of times I'll go out and and say we're going to the Coronado Islands. Yeah. So we stop, and I got rocks, you know, I got spots, and we'll stop, catch some reds. Oh, cool. You know, put okay. a, little, a little bit of reds in the, you know, in the box, and then go. Go dive. Keep motoring on. Or, you know, during this, you know, during the season, I'm I'm running somewhere, whether yeah. I'm offshore or whatever. If I pull up to a paddy, you know, before I even hop in, most of the time I'm gonna throw, throw a, a cast out there. plug out there and see see what's around. Yeah. That's and, so cool. You know, at the islands, you know, fish pop up or some days, you know, we'll be out there and it won't be till one o'clock till we get in the water because we're having fun chasing bird schools <laughs> at Yellowtail. You know, so yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. No, it's, just, it's being out Your on the versatility. water. Yeah, exactly. Your versatility is pretty key out there. I mean, you're going to make everyone happy at that point, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, that's on my skiff. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to do a dive charter yeah. and then have people fishing. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and it's kind of this, you know, I see a lot of charter operations. They'll have their guys in the water spear fishing too. So if you guys do come on lineage, we do not get on the water. While you're while you're spear fishing, I firmly believe that you're going to pay the money to come on my boat. We have a guy in the water, my partner Kyle Duffy. Yeah, he's PFI instructor, and he is a safety diver. 
is there to put a backup shot in a fish, but we do not hunt. And that's one thing that I, I really don't like with some charter operations is that, you know, they put guys in the water to hunt, to fit, you know, dive, keep their numbers up maybe, or whatever the it reason doesn't matter. Doesn't, whatever yeah, the reasons are. Some of the best days I've ever had. I didn't even shoot a fish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just because you kill a fish doesn't mean anything. That's true. Right. Yeah, it's true. Go deer hunting. <laughs> How often do you kill a deer with a bow? Yeah, I mean, right. What's the percentage in San Diego County? Right. 3%. Yeah. You know, so it's not, a, it's not about the end game. It's about the journey. <laughs> Correct. You know, Correct. And, and being with friends and people you enjoy. That's what we're that talking about. You know, you got to fall in love with the process. Mm -hmm. it's you got to fall in love with waking up early and, and sometimes just going home with salt on your face and nothing else to show for it because you have great stories that, that came out of that. Yeah. I mean, years ago I was, I was about oh, all about the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's probably about three years straight that I between 50 and 65 sea bass a year I shot. Wow. I look back on that now and going, why did I shoot that many? <laughs> but I was just so passionate. That's why they're hard All to in. find. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nothing goes to waste, though. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. But nothing goes to waste. But yeah, you know, I mean, nowadays, some days I'll, I'll go all, all day and. We're going to get how nothing goes to waste a little bit later. We're going to get to that. So keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely. I want to know, I want to sure. know how you process certain parts of, uh, of your fish and whatnot. And what's not going to be used gets fed back to the ocean and gets eaten. Absolutely. Right, so Absolutely. fishing game just changed the law. So you used to not be able to uh, place sheep's at it. See? Oh, right. It finally right. changed the rules. Right. To where you can't. Based fish. on yeah. that, at least the carcass will go back, go back into the yeah. ocean. Wow. And will be consumed by crabs, lobster, or whatever. But you have to keep like a certain amount of that fillet or something. What is the rule now? See, I just do a standard of I keep all the skin on. There you go, skin yeah, or something. So rock, rockfish, rockfish. You have to That's keep rockfish and all skin the skin. On. Right. You know, so you know, at lineage charters, we do spear fishing and fishing charters. Right. Not just spear fishing. Um, you know, rockfish. The rule is you have to leave all the skin on. Got it. You know, calico bass, barracuda, yellowtail whatever i just find it's easier to leave all the skin on and then that way people know exactly what they got when they get home yeah. they can split it up true true another good point yeah yep. so and i freeze majority of my fish with the skin on because i think it just keeps a protection layer against freezer burn on that side yeah 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 excellent so, oh, that's a good point good tip good yeah, tip there yeah. you guys vacuum seal right on the boat mm -mm. no just just vac um okay. just ziploc to it's, yeah to it's, get it it's, it's better to to age it okay Okay. Before it gets frozen or gotcha. whatever. It's too hard because when I vacuum seal, I go through a, quite a few paper towels because you want to dry yeah, that dry meat. Out. Yeah. Gotcha. Whether I'm processing a hog or a deer or even quail. Gotcha. You, you got to suck that moisture out. Right. Because that's the water, the moisture left in there is what causes the freezer burn. Gotcha. And also if the bag opens up. Oxygen. That, that, that allows, you know, moisture yeah. to get in. Gotcha. So. No, hand, handling meat's a big part of it. Obviously, that's the intention, right, is to go out, hunt, fish, do all these different things, is to bring back a harvest so you got some some food to put on the table. Oh, and yeah. obviously, if you're getting, you know, bigger bigger game, you're going to want to save it and for a while. And you don't want to waste it. You yeah. want to honor that animal, you know, respect no, sure. it to the fullest. And that's, you know, kind of why we're, we're getting into this whole, you know, why <laughs> we want to start this podcast is like we want to talk about how to utilize the whole animal, you know, not – not necessarily just the fillets or just the loins, you know, that that's yeah. what a lot of people are doing at yeah. least that I've seen. I mean, and that's, to me, that's crazy. I don't know. No, I think uh, kind of going back to a point you just made about uh, unsuccessful trips or, or not landing stuff. I mean, you know, we, 
Adrian and I went on a deer hunt this past year and, and no luck been out plenty of times spearfishing, no luck, not landing anything. And you know, it's, uh, Good time, it's, it's a part of the process. I think he kind of puts that fire back in you a little bit to kind of push a little harder the next time or, or try a little bit more. And, uh, you know, but it's all part of that process in the game. You know, yeah. It's just what it is, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And don't be afraid to, to, to try filleting your own fish. Yeah. You know? absolutely. The only way you're going to learn yeah, is by doing it. Right. Yeah, exactly you know? right. It's not just going to come to you in a dream. <laughs> YouTube's a great start, but, yeah. you know, to where to put your knife blade, but you're only going to, you know, learn by doing it. Yeah. And, you know, people are, oh my God, your, your play skills. Well, you got to remember, I've been doing it since I was, yeah. you know, a kid. Yeah. A little kid. Totally. So, and then, you know, when you work on a, uh, on a sport fishing boat and you're flying, you know, 200 fish a day, you get pretty good at it. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, to do it yourself. Absolutely. Any meat you left on there, you can always scrape off and then use for something else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> yeah, mean, totally. yeah, you should have a skeleton you can see through, <laughs> but if you don't, you know, and then that's what's going to be better. Better look next time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, as long as, as long as you're not wasting right. intentionally. Right. Exactly. You know, nobody wants to screw anything up. What's but. your favorite game meat to consume? Game or fish? Well, either or. <laughs> either or. What's your favorite? Because I imagine you've seen a lot. You're a hunter, you're a land hunter, and you're by far a spear fisherman. Hmm. Said deer or elk. Yeah. 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 But you got to age your venison. You got how, how too many people. Too many people don't age your meat. I was with a buddy the other day and we were turkey hunting. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I've had deer here from San Diego County, and it was just awful. Well, if it's not aged, because that steak you get in the store is probably two to three weeks old. <laughs> right. Correct. You know? Correct. If you don't age it, then it's not going to be tender, and then most people overcook it like they do right. fish. Right. And I love cooking, too, but you've got to eat venison at medium rare. Absolutely. Once it's over medium rare, it's it's dry because Tough there's enough. no you know so lean. Gotcha. But as for if I shoot one early season – um archery when it's hot mm -hmm. and depending on how long it takes me to get it iced off it's usually only three to four days if i get them late season um seven to ten days awesome. gotcha yeah cool deal and and generally on hogs usually seven to ten days especially the wild hog gotcha so um yeah and even fish i mean one of my favorite things to make hand rolls out of is fresh bonita man a very, a very fan. overlooked fish. I'm a big just, fan of Bonita. Just we're talking about that last night, actually. I'm a actually. big fan of Bonita. And so Ble I mean, bleed it and get it cold fast. Yep. So, yeah, well, what you want to do is you want to just snip one gill. Uh -huh. The best way to bleed any smaller tuna, skipjack, because skipjack's good too. Most yeah. people overlook it. Right. Because it's not taken care of right. Right. So, if you have a skiff, just have a five gallon bucket on board and clip one gill and do a slit across the back of the tail and put that fish in the bucket of water. That water helps suck the blood out. Then remove the gills and guts and then place gently on ice. You know, don't throw it around. All commercial fish, rod and reel bonita for, um, I do it for Seraspi Seafoods. They, they, they're at the tuna dockside market. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, I, I fill up my live well on my skiff and those bonita get bled and go right into there. And then, you know, it's cool. And then they get put on ice and it's some the of the table best fair. Meat. Yeah. Top notch meat. <laughs> yeah. It's just like barracuda. 
most people overlook Barracuda, and our Barracuda is good. Right, right. So. Then our Barracuda is a yellowtail Barracuda. Is considered is that the one you're talking about, or is it a different Barracuda? Well, it, it, it's a yellowtail Barracuda. But I've seen that it's, one. It's That's the only one I've seen. It's different than the Great Barracuda, which they get in right. the tropics. Okay. And those usually carry Cigatera. Okay. And they're not the same. Gotcha. Crazy. Yeah. But any fish, even rockfish, gill and gut it. Bleed it, gill and gut it. Every single fish. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So if I'm reef diving, uh, you know, the last five years, my passion is trying to get a world record whitefish. Really? So and, awesome. What is that? So whitefish? No, no. What would be the world record? Well, there is none, but it has to be over 10 pounds. Oh, okay. Just to record it. Okay. Yeah. So a couple years ago, I got a 9.6. <laughs> And, um, oh my gosh, but everything, you know, when I put it on my stringer, it's gilled and I usually gut it in the water. Right. 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 Cause once it dies, it's kind of pointless Start to try to bleed it. Cause now, it's yeah. just going to sit the blood. It's not going to, the heart's not out. pumping right. anymore. Exactly. Right. Correct. So, I mean, if you stone a fish in the spine, it's the heart's still pumping. Oh, okay. you stone it in the head. Most of the time it, it, it's going to kill it all yeah. yeah. So, and, and I've noticed that actually is one of my fish were was pink because I stoned it and, and it didn't bleed out properly and whatnot. But I did notice that when I went to flay, I'm like, Ooh, this one's got a lot of blood <laughs> in it still. Um, but anyways, that, uh, very important stuff. That's very valuable information. Um, that a lot of people don't know, especially on commercial fish, um, com uh, sport, yeah, like sport fishing cattle, boats. cattle boats and stuff. Yeah. They don't know this stuff, but even a lot of charter operations, the smaller charter right. operations don't, you know, you're going to probably get a better consistency of on, on a smaller four or six pack boat taking yeah. care of your fish yeah. than a sport boat. But the majority, I'd say probably 90% of the sport boats all have an RSW system, which is refrigerated seawater. Okay. So they all go into there. You know, very rarely down here, fish don't sit in a gunny sack anymore. And that's why people don't like skipjack or barracuda or bonita, because if it's sat Just in this freaking gunny, gunny sack, sack all day... <laughs> It's going to be mushy yeah. and funky. And it's going to taste like fish, a fishy taste that you're yeah. not supposed to get a fishy taste. Well, fish taste. shouldn't smell like fish. No, Correct. Exactly. Fish should have a sweet smell. Like when you smell yes. venison. Yes. That's my one of my favorite smells is the smell of venison. It's sweet. I love it, man. So, I love it. Crazy. I tell people like rockfish should not taste fishy. It should be a sweet tasting beautifully delicate White. oh flaky meat it's so i can't good. even walk by the meat counter in the grocery so store. Crazy, it's, right? it, it stinks so freaking bad <laughs> yeah to me oh and like why are you buying that disgusting shit it's shit <laughs> it is and and no one everyone just thinks it's that's the Farm normal produced, yeah, that's, yeah. What it's supposed to, that's what it's supposed to be like yeah. tastes like or whatever right it's crazy right so yeah man that's that's Valuable information. You guys take care of your meat out there. <laughs> uh, it was so funny. We just were talking about that last night. Literally just talking about that. So funny. <laughs> take care of your meat. <laughs> oh, man. Love it. Well, you kind of – you had started out like you kind of going back to your origins and stuff. You said, uh, you know, pinheading on on boats back in the day. You know, kind of that kind of I guess would lead into some of your experience now. But how was that kind of approaching the captain, you know, back in the day and going, hey – I'm interested in this and, and want to kind I'm of pursue in this bait. I'm yeah. interested in cutting bait for you. Um, no, I think it was a different mentality back then. You yeah. just, you just said, fuck it and did it. I want to do it. What's the worst thing to say? No. Right. It's like asking out a hot girl. What's the worst she's going to say? No. True. Please go on to the next one. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. But what girl likes a guy with no confidence? True. What captain wants a guy with no confidence working on his deck? Yeah. So, 
Fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. When you're younger, that's that's what's up. Yeah, no, you, you know? just you, you gotta man up and yeah. you know, you yeah. gotta work harder. And, yeah. So and earn the respect. No, that's exactly yeah. what it is. And that's that you know, it's 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 hard work and determination no matter what you do. But your foundation is now set. Yeah, with and that. learning a lot of experience that you probably wouldn't gain otherwise, and you know, no, I mean, so many uh, the kids today they just want to hop on the internet and say, "Oh, where's the fish? I want to go right to where the fish is." <laughs> True. I mean, and build then, and develop a network where you guys all go different places and report back to each other. Yeah, and, and, and you're kind of collecting you know, data and information. Absolutely, and, yeah. and you know what? Um, that that's that's why. Um, when we first had talked on the phone, I had, uh, visited your site. I think I, I said this on a past episode, but I had visited your site and one of your questions on your site was, you know, which type of wood would you like mahogany or teak? And I was like, I don't know. What do you recommend? <laughs> and you had emailed me back and said, Hey, I'm not, I'm not down with this whole email thing. Just give me a call. And you gave me your phone number in my e- in email. So I gave you a call, man. We were on the phone for like 45 minutes and that right there, you wanted to get to know me. You wanted to get to know what type of hunting I wanted to do. Um, that right there, you touched upon it on how the youth wants it. They just want to go up to the to their store and just get it and have it in their hands, not knowing the story behind it, where it came from. Uh, was Who was this made for? What was it made for? There was mm-hmm. no intention behind it. And you cut straight through all the bullshit. And you were like, hey, look, man. I'm not into just giving you something that or selling you something that you're just going to shoot and, and talk about or whatever. But I want to know that what what the intention is behind this. And right from the start, I knew, uh, yeah, this is this is my guy. This is this is the guy I want to buy my uh, a custom gun through. It's a tool. That was awesome. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. People are like, oh, I don't want to scratch it. I got, yeah, I got a scratch what? on my first day, and I was like, sweet, it looks used now. Actually, no, I, I did cry a little bit. But, I'm not going to lie. You know, I mean, <laughs> it is, you know, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it, it's got its own beauty, but, you know, it's still a tool. Still a tool, but, you know, you don't, you look at a carpenter or, you know, a woodworker or a machinist, their tools get worn. Yeah. But, but they don't beat their tools up. There's right. a difference. Yeah, no, for sure. You know? There's a difference of, hey, all right, I'm conscious that it's an enclosed track. I don't want to set it like this because then it's going to fall and rip the track out. You know, you you use stuff, it gets used and abused, but it's not, you know, it, it's not in the sense of disrespect to it. Right, right. You know, well, so. your, your process is, is old school. And, it is. And it's solid. And it's tried and true. And dude, I just want to tell you thank you because that gun is sick. I love it. Um, I can't wait to use it again every time I use it. It's like I can't wait to use this thing again. Um, I, I got to get on more fish with it. But, you know, if you guys are out there on the fence about buying a custom gun, I would say hit up hit up my man Captain Bly here. Uh, he, he's got that shit dialed in. Uh, we're in his workshop and where the magic happens and uh, smells good in here. Yeah, man. And every, every gun is one of a kind and you're taking – Every gun is one of a guy. I don't, you know, people go like, wow, I'll post pictures on Instagram. They're like, oh, what CNC or what mill you using? <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in that because it kind of limits you on, on your creativity. Yeah. Cause I'll be, I mean, honestly, I'll be building the gun and um, nobody's perfect. Knock on wood. I've never had to scrap a whole gun, but I mean, um, something will slip and there'll be something and then I'll, I'll have a new idea. There you and go. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this, and it works out. Yeah. You yeah. know, not that the, 
there's anything wrong with the gun. It just kind of changes how I'm looking at it. Yeah. You know, everyone is a little bit different because it's not, it's not on a CNC machine where eight of them are getting cut yeah, out at yeah. one time. Cookie cutter. Right. You know? I mean, I'll build four guns at a time. Like right now I'm building three double rollers and, um, the, um, everyone's a little bit different a little bit off a Not, little bit yeah yeah, yeah. So, and then that's why you personally ballast each one to make sure that they have your stamp of approval meet you know your yeah i mean i bring a drill and i you know i set lead in there and i mean i've been doing it long enough sometimes it's perfect but every piece of wood every you know with teak some of them have a little bit more oil than the others which causes it to be a little more buoyant and you know right. and then i hop in the right. water and and i ballast every single one Personally, and I, yeah, yeah, and I honestly do not know of any other gun builder that gets in the water with every single gun. See, and yeah. once I talked to you on the phone, I was like, yep, this is it. <laughs> this is where I'm going to, yeah, this is it. This is my lifetime gun. I, I would love to pass that thing on to a, a, a son or a daughter one day. You know, that's one, that's the way I took it. Like, you're going to have kids. That's good. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Well, we're flipping a coin. I haven't. It's still up in the air, spinning. So we'll we'll see. Still practicing. We're still working it out. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> hey, well, um, uh, yeah, Jason, I'm a, I'm thirsty. Yeah, getting low hey, on some hey, beer. Can you practice? Oh, <laughs> oh, good thing we don't have video here. <laughs> well, uh, we're getting a little low on beer. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll get back into some more uh, craftsmanship and some uh, stories from uh, Captain Bly. All right, we're back. Beers are full. Yeah, doing our thing, man. Cheers, cheers, cheers. What do you want, cheers, Jason? Boys. What are you drinking? Uh, I don't know. Kern River Brewing, just outstanding IPA. Is that what it is? I don't even know. Yep, Kern it's River, Kern River yuck. Brewery. Yeah, <laughs> IPA got yuck. a little, got a little bite to him. <laughs> You got good old the, Pacifico over there. You got the classic thing. yellow label, <laughs> gold writing, Pacifico Clara. That's that's where the name for the the big gun series came from, right? Okay, <laughs> and you were just telling us on the break that you uh, there's guns out there that you have. Uh, I have in, inlaid the cap. I have inlaid some Pacifico <laughs> caps. I've inlaid a lot of stuff. My next one might have to be that, but it's uh, it's not a Pacifico so, roller. So a buddy of mine, he was on our last Baja trip. If he ever listens to this, he'll kill me. But <laughs> so, on Instagram, if you look closely, it's hashtag hold on to your gun. So we were in Baja. 30 pound yellow comes by. He's got a, you know, almost thousand dollar gun mm. with a reel. Shoots a 30 pound yellow and has a brain fart. And watches a 30 pound yellow swim off with his gun. <laughs> so, but it goes back to, so his son passed away of cancer. So he has a he has a thumbprint of his son's oh, wow. thumb amazing. when he was an infant, and I put it in there. Oh wow! And I said, oh, "Look, then Austin's just swimming around the Sea of Cortez now." Yeah, man, good place to be resting, man. Right there, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's pretty rad. So, wow. but uh, yeah, no, I, we can inlay a lot of. That's pretty cool. A lot of stuff. That's right. Pretty cool. For sure. Pretty cool. Hey, um, so I I'm I'm heading down to the Bay of L.A. in a month, and I'm taking the gun uh, that you made for me and. I, you know, what do you recommend as far as uh, 
steel cable rigging. What do you recommend or or what or not recommend? Like out of mistakes in the past, <laughs> I recommend you have one of these. You take you. I, I will have a bottle opener, okay? But that one's got too much style. Um, yeah, we need to put this picture. This picture needs to go. On the the first first one right there, the fresh from Thailand. <laughs> thank thank you, Mad Max, for my my gift from Thailand. It, so I will describe it. Can you whistle into it? Can you blow into it? Because I won't put my lips on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, well. Hold on, hold on here. It's it's a monster dong here. We're talking <laughs> like a three and a half inch carved fully, out of some tropical wood fully erect fully erect bottle opener <laughs> slash whistle which would also make a great pipe right it is 420 <laughs> it looks like it look you know but you know, you'd have to smoke it upside down so it'd be kind of like being in 69 i guess <laughs> sorry <laughs> but uh you gotta bring one of these yes okay oh, <laughs> I'm going to have to find one of those. Um, next time I'm in Thailand, I'm going to take a look look around for that. That's what they use for toys over yeah. there. My goodness. Be careful so, what you're looking for. So, um, I would bring extra bands. Okay. Whether they, they're pre-made well, or you just bring rubber. Even if they're brand new bands because, you know, I obviously haven't – I've used that gun for only a year or less than a year. They so. still deteriorate. Perfect. Even okay. if you're not using them. Okay. They still deteriorate. Good, Good info. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, you got to keep stuff. Extra wishbone material. and Yeah. yeah. Extra mono or cable, whatever you're yeah. using. Okay. Uh, me personally, I only shoot cable Okay. in Baja. Um, if you're kind of newer or, you know – I mean, hey, if I die diving, well, that's that's just the way life turns for me. But right. you know, you might want to stick around for a while. <laughs> right, right. My wife but would be not psyched. Carry a <laughs> carry a set of alternative lifestyle cutters. Right. Which are also known as dikes. But in this politically correct, you know, climate we live in. Well, this this garage is not politically correct, I don't believe, as you just held up a three, so, three and a half inch. If you're worried about using cable, carry a set of dikes with you. Gotcha. In in your weight belt. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. because your dive knife is not gonna cut no. most cable. Yeah, right. Okay. Great so, info. Um, yeah. you know, I tell people that if they're not comfortable, you know, shooting cable, you know, because of the knife won't cut it, then carry a set of dikes with you. Gotcha. Not needle nose or something like that. Something that's going to cut the cable something quick. Something going to do it. Okay. So, in a hairy spot. Cool. Cool. Good information. Yeah. And make sure you have plenty of shafts. You know, I've okay. shot 100 pound grouper that didn't bend the shaft, and I've shot 30 pound grouper that had bent the shaft. And you go on flopper shaft or slip tip? Um, I use double flopper shafts. <clears throat> okay. So all my shafts come from um, Vector Marine, which is Dean. Kutros, who yes. makes them out of LA. Yes. Um, and and they're bulletproof. His floppers are welded on. They're not a rivet, a hollow rivet. Right. Not a pin or anything like that. Yeah. They're actually a solid piece of stainless. And then they're welded. And then they go through the heat treatment. Gotcha. So okay. it's harder. It's not soft. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, but I use a double flopper. Majority of the time I'm testing out the, the new, um, what's the name of that? I'm having a brain fart here. That slip tip that goes on the oh Camara Camara. So Camara. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so I just got that in the mail today. He asked me okay. to test it out. So 
next Baja trip, I'm going to test it out, but I'm going to test it out on Monday. Diving. Which you may see, like, you, it may need a welded rod through there, right? You know, because it's down. like... It's no, that no, no, right? that one is it Because that, that one, that, uh, that flopper detaches. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. So it's like so using it, a flopper shaft, totally. but you have the holding power of a slip tip. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. Because floppers tend to tear fish when right. they go ape shit. But you now know. this turns a flopper shaft into a slip tip. Super best of the both both worlds, That's possibly, you know? I mean, yeah, so... out for sure. Yeah, cool. So, okay. Uh, Robert, I, I met Robert at the Fred Hall, and um, he sent me one to test out. So, excellent. I mean, I'm pretty hard on things. So, <laughs> well, that's, Bottle I mean, that's openers. super important, especially <laughs> if you're making guns for people and, you know, you're out there trying all this stuff, you know, like you're using your own products and you're, you're testing other products that you're going to put out into the market, which yeah. is huge, man. Huge. Well, you know, I, I worked with Justin, who just came out with um, Just the Tip. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, there? I saw you post something about that. So, yeah, yeah. So oh, hold on one sec here. I'll get one of those. I want you guys to see. I don't know if this is a joke or a trick, but he's, he went into another room <laughs> and he's going to pull <laughs> out <laughs> just the tip. I don't know. Jeremy's on the front. No, this, this is what you get. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, look through there. I mean, it's, it's a complete package. Wow. So we got steel cable in here and that's really thick cable. Um, looks like three different sizes of uh, slide rings, uh, slide rings, and two different tips. Two different tips. Awesome. So man. that that rounded and the body is three sixteen stainless hardened. Wow. But the tips are two hundred two hardened, which is a really hard stainless. Um, and you can also put Spectra. I oh, run Spectra. Oh, Spectra mine, I'm well. I'm more of a Spectra guy than a cable guy. But it, unless you go to Ba, or unless you go to Oh, oh, okay. So on the slip I tip, rarely shoot. You, oh. I mean, just me personally. I gotcha. rarely shoot cable slip tips because unless gotcha. they're coated, that uncoated cable tears really tears through the fish. Yeah, really yeah, we'll rip it all apart. Okay, okay. Know? So, I mean, it, it's just personal preference. Gotcha. Well, okay. You know, well, that's but, a sweet little package but for, right there. For man. that, you know, for eighty-five or ninety bucks, you get that. That's a good price point. That's a good price point. Really good. Nothing's and fresh. Versatile. It's a dope so, little package too. Yeah, you get fun, two. Uh, you know, in the kit it yeah, comes two, two, um, two cables too. Oh, so wow. you go on two a trip, sets. you take. Yeah, you, you, the, I mean, you already have one already there. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Pretty versatile. Yeah. Cool. That's fresh, man. I'm interested <laughs> in that Camaro though um, to see what that how that thing performs down there. That that is. Uh, I can't wait for your review on that one. Yeah, Pretty so cool. I take it out and probably shoot a couple of yellowtail and some calicos and and whitefish. Now, if uh, kind of switching gears back to your charter, if someone had a group they wanted to go and like, for instance, like I have, uh, I'm I'm probably most experienced out of my group, and we're getting everyone together to go. What do you have gear for the for the newcomers or brand new people to actually use, or how is your charter set up? So with, in regards to guns, I mean, I always have a few guns when it comes to the tuna trips. Yeah. Um, I'll usually have two to three blue water guns. Perfect. If, you know, that's that, all you're going to have in the water at a time. So. For the most part. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, you know, that's a large investment. Right. Right. So we don't charge for a rental, but if you lose the gun, <laughs> you're buying it. Right. <laughs> if you bend the shaft. You're, you're replacing the shafts. Right. You know, so, you know, I, you know, I've had a few people like, oh, $110 for a shaft? <laughs> oh, 
Right, well, you just shot a Kehatuna. Come on, buddy. I'm not making any money on the shaft, you know? So <laughs> Part of doing yeah, business, yeah, man. You know, That's crazy. Which generally you don't shoot a, a big tuna and not bend the shaft. Right. 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 You know, so. But, one, one day, man. One day. <laughs> I'll know what you're talking about. <clears throat> well, if you come with the right <clears throat> charter. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you then. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Dang it. Ages experience, man. I can't wiggle That's out so of that funny, one. Man. I can't wiggle out of that one. Yeah. Well, there's always 2019. That's what I'd say. The summer's it's coming be your up year, quick. Man. It's going to be your year, man. The summer's coming up quick. Yeah, I can't wait to jump on the escapade. So. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, yeah. so cool, cool when deal. you go to Baja, bring, bring enough stuff so that if you lose everything, okay. Okay. you still have something. If you lose two sets of things, maybe you shouldn't be spoon pushing. <laughs> I think at that point I'll get to professional beer drinking at that point. You just park uh, it on the boat drinking beers. But maybe yeah, you know, bring extra stuff. Yeah. I mean, I literally I, – I bring an extra set of fins. Okay. I bring an extra mask, extra snorkel. Right. That's extra booties, yeah. extra gloves because gloves get torn up. Mm-hmm. And – I mean, you're usually not going to lose your wetsuit because you're wearing it, but you know, depends on where you're going. A lot of times, I'll bring uh, a three mil or a five mil. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a three, yeah, three, three mil and a five mil. Yeah, that's um, what I'm going to bring. Yeah, you know. So uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, just think ahead. Perfect. Yeah, man. Perfect. Think ahead because you're, you know, you're down there where you're not going to be able to get anything. There's no dive shop to run to. Okay. So and then also, I read. Uh, like a sharpening stone for the uh, a tip, you know, if you bang a rock, you know, kind of. Um. Yeah. I mean, usually I, just, like that. I, I bring a Dremel and I have. <laughs> bring your grinding wheel down. With no, you. Well, I bring a Dremel usually or a grinding wheel. And then, you know, I've got a uh, inverter. I like that. Plugs into my truck. Yeah, that's perfect. I like that. Yeah. Good I mean, idea. That's a fantastic Yeah. Idea. Every truck should, should have an inverter stashed somewhere. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. At least enough Especially, to run a Dremel or. You know, something like that to where if you're in Baja, you need it. Yeah. Especially yeah. you're making those runs down there and you want to have all the, the power you need or stuff, tools you need in case you're out there and something happens. Yeah, totally. Gotta, totally. Gotta do it, man. Yeah, because a lot of the places I go, there's no town. Yeah. We'll go 15 miles through a gnarly road and then, you know, we're diving off my inflatable. Yeah. Yeah. Because so fun. I want to go places where nobody is. Right. So Sick. Oh, that's the, that's the dream yeah. right there, man. Yeah. So I think we just need to book a, a, a a trip with them, Jay. I think that's <laughs> I think our, next, right, our next yeah. step. That might be the uh, end result, man, for sure. Having a trip, man. Knock some dates around here <laughs> yeah. and make it uh, happen. And make it happen this summer, <laughs> man. This guy's got the. He goes to Cowtown. Cowtown. <laughs> he goes to Cowtown. No, Fre- I, I, frequent visitor of Cowtown. <laughs> yeah, like last year, I was picking up my brand new custom spear gun right here in this garage, and he's on that table right there filleting the loins off of a 200 plus pound bluefin tuna <laughs> i, I said how much does this weigh he's like i don't know it's over 200 i'm like yeah i see that but damn <laughs> I, I think i got uh, to enjoy that for dinner actually i, I think i got well, some of that one <laughs> i mean captain Bly's so generous he actually hooked me up with a, i give you a, a toro a, to- a toro <laughs> did, man that's a, what we had man. a toro slab and a collar one so of the insane. collars which is where I wanted to get to in this conversation, yeah, which is processing. how you prepare yep. and process uh, some of the choice cuts uh, of of meat of these, like especially these tuna, where I see deckhands throwing this stuff away, the collars and whatnot, and the cheeks and stuff. Sad day, man. I, I just 
please educate some of our listeners on these. I mean, the collars barbecued, so good. Barbecued or broiled? Yeah, in, in or broiled. Oven. Yeah. Um, I don't eat Toro raw. It just I don't care for it. Okay, but there's nothing like We're smoked. Just, yeah, yeah, man, smoked belly. For sure. I mean, mm. especially with the big bluefin with all the fat. And wh- what did you call it when I was here? What did you call it? That's your your bacon? My bacon. <laughs> That's my bacon. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I smoke the bellies. I, You know, I, I'm very generous with fish. I love giving fish to people that actually, you know, enjoy it and respect it and, and treat it properly. Um, and that's why I gave you. Absolutely. You know, I was like, I, d- I don't eat frozen tuna. I'm kind of snobby like that. <laughs> but all the stuff goes to people who enjoy it. Right. But I right. know a lot of people that don't dive and don't fish. And, but they're like, oh, yeah, you know, fresh yellowfin, fresh bluefin, fresh big eye. Yep. Yeah. Fresh so, anything. Yeah. 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 So. Dude, Adrian but, was stoked out and he brought it back and dude, he called us and we were stoked out, man. It was, him. It was like, dope, dude, I just man. picked up my gun, but dude, I just got a belly yeah, and I got we were, a collar. Oh, we my were God. Frothing, man. It just he like sharing the love, dude. That's yeah. what it was all about, it was, man. You I left it down. I left with such a. Uh, you you left a lasting impression on me. I left a good taste in your mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. And definitely had nothing to do with that bottle opener. <laughs> Damn it, Thailand! Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, you you really. I, I saved my yellowtail bellies. So good, dude. Yellowtail collars. Um, this winter after my surgery, I was on like a liquid diet, and so I learned how to make some fish head soup. Oh yeah. So I used lingcod. Yeah. Heads. Yes, and man, that stuff. It's fire. Oh, That's fire. So it dude. came out so good. Heck yeah. You know? Heck yeah. So I pulled a recipe good. off of uh off of a Steve Ranella book uh from the meat eater. And man, that makes some fish that stock. Fish and... stock from some rockfish. Oh my Sculpin god. Sculpin are probably the best really? fish. Yeah, they have a lot of fat in their head. Okay. And a lot of meat that you can't really get to. Yeah. Right? That flavors right. it. Link out of the same way. Okay. But yeah, I made that and oh, and then picked so all the the meat off of right. it, and I ate it right out of the the yeah, pot. Just right just out, like, yep. This meat is yeah. so good. Oh. Boiled that with certain vegetables yes. and other stuff, and then once the stock was separated and strained, then added other vegetables and mushrooms and oh, you got a nice making, process making a soup with yeah. you got a nice process yeah. going. Sounds so good, yeah. man. So man. I like to cook too. Yeah, heck yeah. Then. That's that's also what we're you know why we're doing this is to get those you know a lot of people don't know what to do with that like take save the head save the bones make a fish uh, stock out of it you'd be surprised you'll never want to waste it again use the collars yeah you know I shot a uh, seven pound calico nothing like your <laughs> that's a very respectable it is fish respectful. it is it is but I've seen your videos dude that's how I discovered you was watching your videos. You post some fishermen really hate me because they think I oh shouldn't shoot big calicos, but what they don't understand is I don't shoot a lot of them. No, they're not easy to shoot. Yeah, they're they're hard. Dude, so smart, no, dude, I mean, so smart, my dude. entire life, I I mean, just guesstimating, I've probably shot twenty five over ten, which is a lot, but it's still, I mean, that's a lot of years. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. nothing goes to waste. Right, right. Again, you know, but if you look at the true science, those big ones aren't the best breeders either. Yeah, oh, everybody okay. thinks, oh, the big ones are the best breeders. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. no, they're past their they're past prime. Their prime. They're prime. You know, it's kind of like Interesting. a I didn't human know that. after 
45, 40. <laughs> no, man, there's there's pills for that. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking mind. about the men. I'm talking oh, about never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Egg production. And... <laughs> okay. So I, I'm just uh, trying to be nice about it. But... <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's true. The, yeah. the, the medium-sized fish in anything are the most productive. Yeah, they're the breeders doing okay. their thing. I mean, at your prime at 30 years old. Yeah. That's so, when people are in their prime. Right. So start, right. stop shooting the, the 15 inchers guys. Leave those guys yeah, alone. Let them grow. You know, leave the, yeah. leave the seven year olds alone. You know, that, that oh leave, shit, that, that's like 14 years. The, the, oh, I thought it was uh five to seven years for them to become legal Is size. It? Uh, five to seven years, I think on Calico. Okay. Same as, uh, I know after that, they grow real slow. Really slow. Super slow yeah. down, so exponential. I, I thought uh, it was almost like lobster. Let's go catch a two pound. I mean, what's the difference of shooting a 10 pound Calico if you're, if you're spearfishing or rod and reel fishing, catching a seven pound red, right. which is I, I agree. 70 years and old. You cannot, totally, and That's you can't truth, throw man. that back, you know, like exactly. yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you my, my, my favorite thing to do when rock fishing if I have a barbecue on the boat or, or uh, a way to cook them is all the baby stories and stuff like that. Yeah. I just gut them and cook them whole, whole. Hmm. and then just nibble them like chicken. Heck wings. Yes. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Actually. Heck yeah. It's bones so and all, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause the well, bones. I mean, yeah, you just eat it and yeah, it's small them, bones. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. In this life, I'm Norwegian. I think in a past life, I might've been Asian. <laughs> Because you eat every fish. I, I eat a lot of weird stuff. Love it, dude. It's Heck so yeah, funny, that's what man. it's all about is the food. Man. No, it I mean, is. I mean, that's like the second half of the process. You that's know, why like we do you, it. You know, we always talk about it. Go out, go hunt, go fish, do whatever it is. and uh, But pulling you know, the trigger, whether it be on yeah, land or in the water, is such a small part of it. Yeah, man, you got to kind of take care of it and take it back. But then you have fish a cool story, handling, man. Fish handling, you know, handling that meat, whether it's venison, elk, whatever. Yeah. Uh, handling that fish. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's that's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. There's that's a, where a big process behind it. Yeah. So yeah, cool, cool deal. I knew a guy years ago who shot a uh, like a yearling doe. I was like, yeah, I went up to it and it had ticks on it. Or threw it in the dumpster. Like, oh what my the? God, Every animal has ticks on it. What the shit. Yeah. Needless to say, I did never talk to that guy again. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, that blew my mind. Wow. Like, why are you even hunting then? Yeah, you're taking a life, man. You got to honor it, man. Best <laughs> yeah. way you can. I mean, you'll see a diseased uh, deer. It's very evident they have a lot of growth or whatever around their eye, depending on what it is. But you'll see it if it's bad. Yeah. But but to say oh it had ticks on it for so long <laughs> you're gonna take that's weird because anyway, dogs man. have ticks on them too yeah. but you let them in your house still right <laughs> rabbits shit. I mean man. everything what's better than rabbits stew not much it's the truth man if you, if you don't like it you're not cooking it right yeah oh, I mean rabbit cottontail good. delicious that's what yeah we got into some we, this we year, just man. started we, hunting them last yeah, year and got into some this last year it's and good scored man they're good delicious stuff. man yeah they're they're good yeah you and got some in your freezer right yeah, now yeah got some. My grandmother used to make rabbit stew. Heck yeah. Oh, it's like, it's a lost art, man. I think people kind of, for whatever reason, it has a kind of a rodent appeal to it and people kind of get yucky about it. Yeah. But you go over to Europe and they're still all about it over there, man. And Well, I mean, you know, Europe and Canada, they eat a horse. Crazy. <laughs> True. But in well, America, for Italy some too. reason, too, yeah. it's illegal. They can't even, they can't even sell a horse to Canada now. Crazy. For meat. 
And I tell you, it's some of the best meat I've ever had. Yeah. It, it was a lot like elk and moose. I actually ate some in Italy. And, uh, yeah, they liked eat, it? Yeah. I That's actually good. I didn't mind it at all. Super lean, super tasty. That'd be interesting, man. I didn't I, mind I, it at all. But, you know, it's all about how you prepare it. But people right. in this country are a little soft and they're like, oh, it's, it's a pretty horse. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? You use the horse. It needs to be put down. So why don't we use it? So why are yeah? Why are we wasting it at that? I point? I mean, they can't even sell them for dog food anymore. Yeah. Crazy man. When when you know we have these it's a good saner, point. when we have these saner boats out of San Pedro, netting all the bluefin, yellowfin, skipjack, and bonita, and it's going to cat food. <laughs> all those saner boats in the in the states, it all goes to cat food. Are there are sorry? no there are no canneries left in Southern California. All that stuff goes to cat food. Crazy. 30 cents a pound. So last year I talked to the woman at NOAA who runs that thing, and there's no quota at all on yellowfin. What? The problem is from somebody who's making a living, rod and rail fishing, charters, charters yeah. our commercial, that yellowfin crosses the border and our saner fleet just hammered yeah. it. Gone. So it's, it's really disgusting. Wow. If people were eating it, that's different. But Yeah, yeah. You know, for cat food, cat food. Yeah, it's bonita, skipjack, yellowfin, bluefin. It doesn't matter. That's disgusting, man. Mm -hmm. Wow. And there's no quota for the International Tuna Commission where's on the, yellowfin. Where's the the public outcry for that right there, man? They, I don't know. And they're and they're worried That's about nice pet, taking man. away <laughs> other parts. You know, protecting certain marine protected areas and whatnot. Or, or let's talk about abalone. I mean. And we're still catching that stuff for cat food. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, that's insane, their focus. Man. Like, yeah. ah, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, why why crazy. is the why is the the recreational limit two on bluefin when they're allowed to sell other stuff yeah, for cat food? Unreal. That's insane. Because when Priority, you catch it on man. a saner boat, it's not sushi grade. It's not catching it rod and reel, right? Or Just even even long line is you know it's is better than than saners, but right. a saner will take a whole school. That DNA is gone Scoops forever. Up, yeah. that's, that's some shit right you there. Know. That's so, insane, man. No, but, we I've experienced the same thing up. Uh, did some fishing trips up in Alaska, up in Cook Inlet, and doing some red salmon fishing. And mm -hmm. you know, as a sport fisher, you know, going up there from being out of state, non-resident, you know, you're allowed three a day. And you know, when there's big runs coming through, and you're looking out in Cook Inlet. And all like the drift netters are out there and all the commercial fishing things and like the gauntlet that those fish have to get through to get into the river mouths to go spawn. And then you've got, you know, yahoos like me swinging lines at them, trying to hook them up. You know, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, we go up there kind of as a meat harvest, but it's insane what those fish have to go through. And the fact that they even make it through that gauntlet is, is insane, man. That's it trips crazy. me out. It's nuts, man. That is so crazy. It's, it's, you know the, the rules but hey it is what it is and you know you got to kind of put products out there but it's uh it's insane how uh sport fishing and kind of the well i mean i think it's users. just get away from the commercial side go out and do it yourself that's <laughs> what we're saying you know yeah. go out and get it yourself yeah, yeah it takes effort it takes money at first but once you get good at it it tastes that much better mm -hmm. you know it, yeah it i just, mean baja is being ruined right now mexico is being ruined by china because yeah. china's sucking up all the fish out of there and i tell you this last trip down to a kind of a remote area and to see no reef fish at all. Really? I mean, no parrotfish, no Mexican hogfish, no opali. Really? Yeah, that means the gill nets have just wiped it. Yeah. So that's that's the scary thought because when I grew up going to LA Bay, when I was a kid, my stepdad had a trailer down there. 
And I mean, you could walk on miles and miles of yellowtail. Just, you know, foamers, breezers. Jeez. Not anymore, you know. That's crazy. There's not much sardine left down there. The tatuava or, you know, being poached for a bladder because it makes your bottle opener hard. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, the, the weird, the weird <laughs> shit that people come up with, that, yeah. you know, yeah. is so, you know, special. Yeah, it's insane. Well, it's I mean, I, I think just getting the word out there, like what, what we're doing right now, yeah. brings the awareness up. And that's how people start to wake up and actually actually start to to speak up against the the real injustices of, of nature and whatnot. And, I mean, that's... But that's he, if you're a spear fisherman, a hunter, a fisherman... You respect... But but no, no. What's what's important now, because the, the world is pretty divided. You yeah. have these people that, yeah. you know, from PETA that, no, nothing should be taken, you know. Which, you know what? That's why we have canine teeth and the front teeth. And we have yeah. different teeth to eat everything. We're omnivores. Right. But the thing is, is... Do it in a in a responsible way, yes. and and you will be respected. Yes. If you do it in a sloppy way, and and you don't show respect to whatever you're taking, whether it's you know fish, land animals, game bird, whatever. Um, that's that's where we get the bad name. Yeah, yeah. That's where it comes not from. Is people not being responsible in the sport, and I mean you have nobody to blame but yourself. Right, right. And but people don't learn those types of responsibilities. From the older generation, because in a way, fishing and hunting is kind of like a, a kept secret. Yeah. Oh, you, you keep your secret spots and, well, and all that's, this kind of but stuff. That's, but that's different. Pa yeah. Passing it along. You need but to with, put these. But with the internet. Yes. You know, and, and people put stupid videos yeah. on the internet. And once it's in the cloud, it never yeah, goes away. Going, man. Yeah. It's there. It never goes it's away. There. So fucking cloud, man. The fucking cloud. I'm going <laughs> to find that fucking cloud. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I mean that, that stuff goes rampant. Yeah. yeah. And those people grab it and they use it back against, you know, Crazy. people. But those are also the people that think, oh, that steak was just made in the grocery store. They don't yeah. understand that that was a cow and that a rancher raised that from a calf. Yeah. And grazed it and took care of it to go to the to go to the market you know yeah so whether it's chicken cow pork lamb whatever <laughs> but us as humans as the number one people on earth we need to be responsible for right. it absolutely and that doesn't mean not taking it it means managing properly and the biggest thing that i have is people want to manage certain species but if you manage one species you have to manage every species yeah because everything ties back into that field mouse ties back into that coyote. Right. That coyote ties back into the turkey, the quail, the deer, the crow. You know, it ties in. Yeah, it ties into everything. Yeah. In in the this wonderful state of California that never uses proper science for yeah. their fishing game, we we limit. Now we have an overpopulation of mountain lion, but they say that we don't. <laughs> but an adult mountain lion kills a minimum of one deer a week. That's gnarly. Minimum. Gnarly. You know, and, and mountain lions are like cats. They purr, and but yet they kill for fun, too. Cool. You know, so we have to manage everything. We can't just, like, say, oh, okay, we're only going to hunt this animal. Right. But we're going to leave the rest of them out, and then it's going to get unbalanced. Because, you know, I read an article that there's a lot of inbreeding going on in the mountain lions now. Yeah, man, I, I believe it for sure. Well, that's because we're not managing them properly. Yeah. Bottom and we'll line. get into that in a second. So yeah, let's take a quick break. Let me we'll get a right beer. back, man. We'll... uh 
I want to get into that, that in a second. Yeah. Take a quick break. All right, we got some beers back. Meow. <laughs> and like you said, we were talking about some kitties, man. Everybody likes a good, well-groomed kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Warm <That's> truth. <laughs> Soft kitties. So, so those mountain lions. <laughs> yeah, so man. You predator say, control. Predator you were control. saying something amazing. You said a mountain lion gets about a deer a week. Mm-hmm. So here they'll they'll kill that a deer, right? Incredible. So they eat till they're full, Incredible. and then they'll move then, on. And- well, no, no. Then they stash it, right? I mean, mountain lions will, will will take their their kill. They bury it, you know, like brush and stuff. But then the coyotes come along and eat it, or whatever they comes get and to eats it, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'm hungry again, <laughs> so they're gonna you know they're gonna go kill a turkey. They're gonna go kill a deer. They're gonna go kill an uh, elk. What? You know, so. Bottom line is, though, and, and you said that they travel. So you you were telling us on the break there that that you saw or you read about a. Well, there was a cat that was tagged up in Santa Ana. I think it was Santa Ana Mountains. Yeah, it was somewhere up in Orange County, and it was taken in Petrero, right on the border. That's got to be 125 miles as a crow flies. Easy, that is unreal. So I mean, it was a young. Young uh, immature cat, so the the big toms kept kicking them out. That is unreal. You know, they they, they travel and moving and moving, trying to find its own space and hunting grounds. Crazy, trying to find its own home to guard. Man, that's insane. Yeah, damn, that's something you don't really realize. And it's eating all along the way there. Mm -hmm. So predator control is kind of humans too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, children, whatever. No, because there's developed land all along that way and like you said there's freeways highways whatever roads mm-hmm. properties like the whole thing man that's insane. that is something you don't hear that's about a trippy, i mean trippy you don't hear about, about that stuff no. and it's very vital information especially if you're hunting in those mountains and whatnot in between there it's yeah quite a bit of hunting there um that's probably why the deer you saw last season isn't there anymore yeah. i mean i've been hunting for a long time i think i've only seen four mountain land they're not easy to find they're very stealthy and how many do you think California has? God, I wouldn't. In the hundreds? I've, in the no, thousands? no. I, I've heard there was – it was in the thousands. Oh, easy. Oh, really? Wow, easy, man. easy. Really? In the thousands. Yeah, I mean, look at how much of California is actually open space. Yeah, National Forest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at Yosemite. Big uh, – the Sequoias. Just the Cleveland National Forest. Right. Um, all that stuff along 101 – all that ranch land and I mean you just don't hear about them I guess or the run-ins with people that much that that's how stealth of a predator it is that's how yeah amazing of a predator it is that's that's incredible to the me the one that, you don't see is the one you want to worry about <laughs> kind of like a kind of like a great way yeah it's the yeah. truth man you yeah. know if, if you see them you're you're probably all right eyes on it you're all right I, I can, mean I could speak for that yeah I mean <laughs> they, yeah same thing they attack like the mountain lion you know, you won't even know what hit you. Surprise! You won't even know what hit you. So, That's crazy. Apex I've, predator. I've man. read about people actually putting uh, sewing, sewing <laughs> eyeballs and and putting a mask on the back of their backpack so that when they hike, they the mountain lion that hunts you from behind, uh, like a cat, doesn't want to go at the front of you. So yeah, I've I've heard about that. That's that's pretty. Uh, 
That's a little overboard for me. I think so, too. But it makes you feel good. It's placebo, dude. Well, I guess. You never mess, had a placebo, dude? Mess Amazing. with the style, man. Come on, now. Screw it. If I'm going to die, at least I'm dying doing what I enjoy. <laughs> That's the truth. Right? That is the case, man. Always. That's crazy. You know, I, I hope to either die hunting, diving, I know where this fishing, might go. Or, you know. During... <laughs> practice makes perfect. Exactly. <laughs> during that... <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh! I hey, love it. Truth, I yeah. love it. Sure as hell, I want to go by you know somebody smashing into my car or, or boat or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, I feel you. Our cancer, yeah, and they're rotting away for months. Yeah, no terrible, bueno, dude. So. Terrible, no bueno. Yeah, it's I love the way you're living, man. I love what you're all about here. Yeah, uh, in in your workshop here, it's a pretty cool place. Love what uh, love what you're getting to, dude. Thank so you. keep it going. Uh, it's awesome, man. It's fun to be in here and kind of see some of your crafts and some of your hard work right here, man. It's, it's pretty neat. You know, we've seen the end product before with the gun that Adrian has. And then, uh, then you see a stack of lumber yeah, over there man, and that's how it starts. Unbelievable, so, man. Yeah. I think once the show ends, I'm about to put in my order for my second gun. <laughs> he's been, he's been writing numbers in his head. Uh, sorry, Anna. Work this out. <laughs> sorry, Anna. I think I just told you right now. This is, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think Amy wanted to get a gun here too. So yeah, man, get a... may have to shut down this podcast and order and put in an order here with uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bly himself. Uh, and, and for you guys that are looking him up on Instagram right now, it's captain Bly B L Y captain Bly spear guns on, on Instagram. on Instagram. So you'll find him there. Uh, there's, got some, a, there's some rad content, man. You got some a lot of video view videos and stuff. For someone, I try to put videos. I'm not a picture taker. I yeah. get yelled at by people all the time. They're like, dude, that's a huge fish. Take a picture. I'm just not a picture guy and never have been. Yeah. So but for I, someone, I, I, you I, claimed you're not technically savvy, but you're posting videos all the time. So, <laughs> hey, well done. Dude, that's the <laughs> GoPro app, even a Neanderthal, like I can do it. <laughs> you have Straight thought, from the GoPro, yeah. straight onto the phone, and you're Straight done, to man. my iPad. Yeah, right? you do have Minecraft <laughs> fingers, so I don't know how. Yeah. It's all voice activated. You're like, post so, video number one. <laughs> You know they they, they they update the app and it's it, and it takes me a week to figure it out. So, <laughs> but you know, I know how to use tools. That's that's all that matters. I can I, I can live. If you're, the world ended, yeah. I can live. Yeah, that's you're truth, pretty. Man. I can live. You're Your well shows, done. Well dude. done at that, dude. Your videos are so, awesome. Keep them coming. Keep the knowledge coming, dude. Thank you so much for the dedication that you put into this. Actually, like passing it on, like to guys like yeah, us. I try. Lot, it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, I have people that I'm like, "Hey, would you learn how? You know, would you like to learn how?" Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. And and like a lot but, of people think that we're just killers and we're just out there to murder things. I mean, we let a lot of things it, swim far by far. us for the future and whatnot. Not just that. Like you were touching upon this a long time ago with me, but you you actually get kids out there. You're part. You're part of a program that actually helps kids kids out there and 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 into the ocean and just learning about uh the responsibilities of us as humans as we have to keep this uh, uh whole wildlife thing going yeah um th which, that, which touches on a fact man. of you can take the sierra club and PETA, and they don't do a, a nothing one percent compared to what ducks unlimited national turkey foundation yes. does El uh the elk foundation all those that that buy land yeah to keep so that these animals still have yeah. land yes. habitat and, and whether survive. it's in, you know, people don't realize the fishermen of the money they spend to keep, you know, things rolling. Right. Right. And it's more than just talking about 
and having a party and raising money like the Sierra Club and those. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually do stuff about you're it. You're doing it hands on. You're actually really you're making a big difference, and it's not being talked about. And we're going to talk about it in the future, and hopefully. We would like to do like maybe even an on-site podcast down at the beach, talking to some kids how they feel after this event. I would love to get no, the, rad, you know get that, that in dude. in there. Definitely and, uh, love to support that. That's what needs to be uh, you know kind of showcased in the future, and we want to get there with you one day, man. And uh, very big thank you to to what you're doing to actually instill a future with this sport and this lifestyle. So uh, well, keep that going, man. Yeah, thank you. people need to get get out off the computer, off the video games. And, and and go back outside. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in the 70s and 80s, we didn't have that. <laughs> but you could be, you could have taken this in a different way and just been reclusive about it and just like, hey, this is my trade. This is my thing. This is what I'm doing. I don't care about you guys in the outside world. No, you are educating a big, big portion that's not being uh, talked about and showcased. And good on you, dude. I, I know you keep deflecting it and you're a very <laughs> humble guy, but no, I'm not going to let that humble, lie. Humble brag, humble brag. Humble right brag, there. dude. You're the man. So uh, keep that, keep that shit going. Captain Bly, thank you so much for your time. So, so anybody wants to go dive in fishing, please look us up. Absolutely. Lineage charters. Yeah, charters. Got, got websites, Only six pack boat where you could actually fish around the whole boat. We're 45 by 13 and a half. Uh, we do up to three day trips. Don't be shy. Because Captain Bly is not. I'm very shy. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, come fishing. Yeah. And, yeah, man. And, you know, bring the kids. Lineage the kids. Charters, everyone. The Escapade. Captain Bly Spear Guns. I am absolutely psyched on this episode. And thank you so much for yeah, your man. time, thank man. You no, time, thanks man. thanks for coming it, down. Man. This is dope, man. Thank I, you. I've had a good time. Maybe next time we'll get Kyle Duffy down here. The man, the myth, the legend as well, huh? Watch out. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> he, will, he will teach you anything you want to know about diving deep. <laughs> I need to do that. I'm I am not a deep diver. So, so out, man. we were to close, we were out at um Clemente. Yeah. And uh, bungee broke. Guy shot it wasn't a cow, but it was probably about 170. The bungee broke. It's real hard to fight a fish just on straight, yeah, you know, I line. I mean it's Kyle hops in the water. First dive of the day. 92 feet. What? To put a kill shot in. Just to. Uh, yeah. I'm like, Kyle, get in the water. Okay. <laughs> Knows how to breathe up. Breathes up. Real quick. Dude. Goes over there. Swims down the line. <laughs> Pitch black, you know, because a lot of times that this is really crappy oh with bluefin. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, Find you it. know, so. You know, we should we should Dude, do some brainstorming diver, before the episode because that should have came out like early on, <laughs> uh, possibly. <laughs> some things don't come out. <laughs> yes, Bly's Captain good. Bly. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Captain Bly, man. <laughs> Cheers to that, Captain Whistle. Bly. You are the man. Thank you so much yeah, again cheers, for your brother. time, dude. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. So man. hopefully we can time, have dude. you on in the future. And uh, well, we'll definitely. <laughs> Maybe if you behave. <laughs> we'll definitely have to get on your boat. Thank you again, man. Cheers, brother. Thanks, dude. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Free Range Tales podcast. We're having fun reliving some of our stories and hope you guys are too. Leave us a comment and let us know what you think. Also, check us out on Instagram at Free Range Tales. Thanks for listening. We'll check you next time.